Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower. This is Dr. Christopher Huffpower coming to you from my studio here in Alvin, Texas. Uh, today on the Dear Doc podcast, we are going to be interviewing a good friend of mine and one of, frankly, in my opinion, one of the most upstanding ethical dentists out there, and that is Dr. Vu Lee. Vu, don't, don't, don't blush too much. Um, before we get into our interview, though, I'm going to make a little space holder for a word from our sponsor. Do you feel like you are wasting your time and money marketing your dental practice? The fact is most marketing companies are not focused on your best interests. They focus on their profit. At Art of Dental Marketing, our engagements are month to month, allowing you a low risk and foundational level to build trust as we build real solutions. Right now, TBOD members can enjoy exclusive discounted pricing on our ultra fast websites and local SEO services. Visit us online at artofdentalmarketing.com or call us at 913-214-8502. Okay, folks, we're here with Dr. Vu Lee. Vu, you're going to talk to us today about the good, the bad, and the ugly if you, in your journey with, with CareStack. Um, now, you actually implemented CareStack about how long ago? I implemented it, let's see, it's been just about a year now. So, you know, we've been through our four seasons of CareStack. I would say they're four seasons, right? Uh, you know, the, when we first started, I I'd say that was the, uh, that was definitely the, uh, the winter. We definitely started in the winter figuratively speaking. Um, I think it was not very long after it was in the, it's the midst of the COVID pandemic, you know, so the practices falling apart and, Absolutely. you know, lots of stress from that. Um, but we, uh, we got it implemented. Um, the journey was, it was actually a few months long. Um, they actually took their time, uh, getting everything going. They had a, uh, transition. I want to say transition rep. I forget the name of it. Migration rep. Anyway, um, nice gal. Uh, she, uh, tried to walk us through all the little, uh, all the hundreds of things that you have to check off. Uh, to uh, get going on any practice management transition. And that's something I'd say to anyone who's thinking about making any kind of switch Absolutely. is you have to kind of weigh that, uh, weigh that cost versus the, versus the gain uh, from transitioning because it it's two or three months uh, to transition. Um, now, and that's having two, a team too. Uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of dental software out there that doesn't even have anything like a transition team. No, no. I mean, they just sometimes... I'm sure there's probably places that just say, okay, your data's migrated, have fun with it. Um, uh, that's, that was my experience with Open Dental whenever we went, went over to it. They, I said, how much will it be to migrate? Oh, it'll be this much money. They migrated the records and they said, okay, you're all done. I'm like, yeah. Uh, uh, bye-bye, go with God. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love I it. Know. <laughs> I, you know, there's, there's, there's a, we, you and I could probably sit for an hour thinking of all the companies that have just kind of thrown us in the pool and let yeah. us swim. Um, and, you know, one thing I will say is, um, boy, do they, boy, do they, they try their hardest, uh, to get everything. I mean, there's a little minutia here, um, that you have to put in, you know, how do you like your notes this way or that way? How do you want your AR to age? Um, lots of different considerations to think of, 
on it. Um, and so you end up spending, you end up having a one hour weekly conference with the transition rep every week for a couple months. Um, sometimes it'll involve you, the doctor, sometimes it'll involve your, uh, your front desk and you kind of go through, you go through and, and, and check and balance things. And I'll tell you, um, a, they set a go live date and that's a hard date on the calendar, uh, where you want to launch and boy, it, when we were about a month out, we were thinking like, we were thinking, are we going to make it right? Is this going to work? You know, there's so many, there's so many things that just didn't feel like they were completely finished. And as it turns out, um, as many things as you check off, there are things that will come up that aren't done on launch day. And you have to just be okay with that. Right. Um, and as you know, there are different personality types that have different levels of comfort with this. They're more spontaneous people who just, you know, they are okay with jumping in the pool with all their clothes on. And there are some people who want to have everything kind of all neat and tidy and planned. And um, it's going to be tougher for those personality types, regardless of which software you decide to jump. So um, maybe at some point we need to talk about why I decided to jump and, you know, at the end of the day, why I like the software, because I think that's important too. Well, tell us, tell us a little bit about the, um, any other trials or tribulations you had in, in onboarding, but let's, let's also talk about what did cause you to, um, to, to jump over. And, and by the way, for my part, since I know I was at least a little part of that, I am so sorry about all the stuff that did go wrong, <laughs> but they tell me consistently, like every mm -hmm. time I talk to someone from CareStack, they actually mention you by name. <laughs> and they say, man, we've gotten so much good feedback from that guy. They love you. They, I mm -hmm. like, they, they absolutely over the moon with you. Yeah. They keep trying to get me out there and, you know, well, one of these days we'll get our calendars to line up, yeah. uh, go get to meet them out in Florida face to face. Um, you know, the, the main thing, again, I keep going back to personalities, but it's so true. Uh, who you have on your team makes a tremendous difference whenever you make changes. There are people who, I talk about personalities, people who like to plan versus people who are spontaneous. There's also people who like to change versus people who don't. Yes. Um, you know, you can see behind me, this whole room full of technology here. Um, disclosure, some of them are sponsors uh, for me too. I but say, is that a Sprint Ray printer back there? Ooh. It is. And it makes your life so easy and wonderful and perfect. <laughs> oh, where's my check? Okay. Right. Well, I'm, I'm um, not getting one from them, but I, I thought I would, I would make that call out. I, I've, I've, no, I've been known to get one or two. Um, so anyway, going back to my, my thing about personalities, um, you know, one of the things I discovered is that um, I have a personality that loves to try things and, and change things. Um, I have a comfort zone, but I also am comfortable trying new things. I mean, I've tried all sorts of uh, new uh, fabrication techniques, milling techniques, printing techniques, scanning. Um, you know, I'm open to trying and changing lots of things up. I'll change, I'll change a bonding agent. If you can believe that, you know, I know some dentists, they will, you can take their OptiBond away from their cold dead fingers. 
you know, they, they love that. They love that. For, they for me, it was, it was Futura Bond. I loved Futura Bond Universal. It was amazing stuff. Well, Besides, there's, there's nothing like telling your, uh, telling your assistant, hey, F you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know. Um, so what I learned is that I had some staff members that were open to change, but a very, some very key ones who did not like the change very much. And you and I have talked about this at length, um, (laughs) offline about it, but you know, there, there are certain members of my team that didn't go well uh, with it and better for worse. Uh, we ended up after we had all transitioned away from, after we had changed everything over, got everything operational, um, for various reasons, uh, every single member of my, I actually endure after a few months into care stack, I actually experienced 100% staff turnover turnover. Oh, now was this because of care stack? Was this because of other stuff? What, what was going on there? No. So care stack did not care stack. Didn't force anybody off the team. Nobody quit. Because of CareStack, we had one staff member who was retiring and was a semi-retiring and moving out of the state. I had another who uh, was transitioning into hygiene school. Um, so just for various reasons, we would have people, uh, you know, we'd have we'd have people change, and so I ended up with a 100% staff turnover. And the second time around, I decided to do things a little differently. I decided even though the employment market was tough, I would hire people based on their personality, their positivity, and their chemistry. Absolutely. And then let training make up the difference. Uh, I love and that philosophy. So it made an immense difference. I mean, you know, you can, I mean, you were around through the, some of the hardest parts of it. And boy, was I in some uh, dark phases in my life. Um, and boy, what a difference, what a night and day difference the right people make. And it's interesting now, you know, I have, I have people on my staff who are positive and they're problem solvers and they try to solve things. They will actually, you know, imagine this, they will actually work with support for an entire day without telling me. So like for Friday, we had somebody, somebody's in my, I came in on Friday and uh, my front desk gal had spent the entire day trying to fix uh, a mango voice setting by yourself. And we have, you know, my, my treatment coordinator is busy working out things with CareStack RCM and trying to get the workflow down. They're trying to solve, I say, we need to solve the lab problem. And rather than waiting for me to give them steps A, B, or C, they actually try to figure out a system for themselves. That's fantastic. And so Ooh. you need people like that. You Any feel st- better coming into work. It, it's yeah. my, my role was always, if I ever get up in the morning and I don't want to go into work, uh-huh. someone on my team needs to be fired because <laughs> there's, there's something at work that's making me not want to go in. And I'm the only person who's absolutely non-negotiable. Uh-huh. So it must be someone else has to go. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, Unless you- I was just in a really crappy mood. I mean, you know, you can't hold that against somebody. You're fired because you I'm grumpy, but no, you it's- make an allowance for that. Exactly. So uh, talk to me about why you jumped, you know, what, so, what made you say, Hey, this is, I, I want to do this thing. My name is Vu Lee and I'm an Eagle soft abuse survivor. 
You can make me spit on my microphone, Boo. <laughs> Be careful. That thing's not waterproof. It's not. <laughs> so I used EagleSoft from 2005 to, uh, well, until until last year or until 2021. And, um, you know, I... I got into it basically because um, when I first started an office, I didn't know anything. And someone told me, oh, just call Shiner Patterson and they'll walk you through everything. And of course, they happily walked me through everything. You oh, know? you need two of these and three of these. And 15 of those. <laughs> right. And yeah, use this, use that. Um, oh, here's, a, you know, so yeah. So basically we started with the EagleSoft and the, and so you know, you just use it because that's what you know. And you just kind of, and over the years, I noticed, you know, I see lots of these other programs changing. How come EagleSoft doesn't change? There's no, and, you know, for here's this capability. Well. Hey, you know, we suddenly have this, we have this new ability to, um, gosh, who was it that first came along? Was it Manforce? I think it was Lighthouse. I don't know who was the first reminder software. Yes. Uh, one of those. Um, so we would go through uh, for a year or two at a time, we'd go through one of those reminding add-on vendors. So, uh, okay, we want a new reminder service. We want new, you know, later on, we want no reviews. So I had gone through uh, Lighthouse, Demandforce, um, Yappy, Yappy, who of the bolt-ons we were very happy with. I, I, um, I'd agree. Gina's got a great, uh, a great piece of software. Yeah. Uh, Yappy, kind of had some interface things that I wasn't, I was kind of nitpicky about. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of why the care stack people love and hate me because I'm very nitpicky about, about detail, about UI details. Um, but basically we would go into these things and, okay, we got to add this. We got to add that. We've got to add this for analytics. We got to add this for reminders. We got to add this for reviews and at some point, you know, you kind of get, you kind of realize that you, you've got a whole bunch of stuff bolted together that doesn't necessarily yep. talk to each other super well. Well, and, and um, even, the, even the big programs, when they do mm -hmm. finally add these things, they generally purchase a company that's already doing it and it, yeah. they just wrap it right on the Dentrix or on the, onto, uh, on the EagleSoft. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not, it's, it's all bridged software and it, <laughs> every bridge yeah. you've got between software is a bad thing. It's a point of failure. Uh, particularly if you have a, an update in Windows, and then mm -hmm. they have to really update all the strap-on things that you've got stuck on there too, which was my yeah. only real complaint about Yappy whenever I did use it, is that mm -hmm. they were a little bit slow to catch up to Microsoft updates. But I, I feel your pain. It's like CareStack uh, always calls it subscription fatigue. And mm -hmm. I don't. I, I, to me, it was inefficiency fatigue. Mm -hmm. you know? And then you'd sit there and you'd, Inefficiency, you know, when you bring that up, EagleSoft required gratuitous clicking. Now, as it turns out, everybody has gratuitous clicking. Um, some have it to different degrees, but I think every dental software package, and I'll, I'll even say CareStack included, right. has parts of the interface where, why do I need 20 clicks to do this? Right. Um, they're getting better at it. And um, one of the things, but the, see, that's a key difference though. And actually that's a bigger difference than the on-prem on difference. So for the non-nerds out there, um, on-prem is short for on-premises. And so software like EagleSoft, Dentrix, 
uh, Open Dental are on-prem software. It means that the server runs on your premises. We used to have a, we have, we still have it. We have a little machine about the size of one of those basketballs there that runs EagleSoft. It's still running actually right now. It's nobody's talking to it, but it's still mm -hmm. running. Um, and so, um, on-premises software, the exchange, you know, what you get in exchanges is very fast and everything, uh, with CareStack, CareStack is on the cloud. It's sometimes called SaaS or software as a subscription. Right. And what that means is just like your Gmail, it just sits there on a server away from your office and everything gets done there. And that is a major insecurity point with a lot of doctors is that, Hey, I'm trusting someone else with my data. Well, I've got news for you. You've always been trusting someone else with your data. Yeah. It's, it's barely yours to begin with. Um, so EagleSoft though, bigger than that on-prem versus on cloud difference. The biggest difference with EagleSoft is the speed or lack of change. You can open EagleSoft today and it will look about 95% the same as it looks looked in 2005. Mm -hmm. It's super dated. I mean, you open it up and it looks like Windows 95. And um, okay, it's ugly. You know what? That's okay. You know, Open Dental is kind of ugly too. Mm -hmm. And people love it. You know, not everybody cares about that stuff. I kind of do. Uh, but the, they just wouldn't, they just don't change. And what's worse is, okay, if you don't want to change the interface, we can deal with that, but there are bugs they wouldn't fix. There are security problems. They didn't, they wouldn't fix. Talk to my friend, Justin Schaefer about that. You know, that's a whole podcast in of itself, no, uh, but yeah, EagleSoft is just, they just move at the speed of slow. And, and now, as it turns out, I feel that all the big on-premises vendors are also shifting to the cloud because they've realized that um, not only is it easier for them, it also makes them more money. Right. And so we are we are definitely seeing a we're going to start seeing a passive aggressive uh, boiler uh, back boilering of all the on-premises dental software. I, I predict they'll just intentionally let them stagnate and put only the new goodies in their on cloud offerings. Oh no, absolutely. That's it's the way they do business. You know, mm. I remember my 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 decision point came to me for several reasons whenever I switched. And it was first it was it was the number of clicks I had to use like in in Dentrix in the chart versus the front desk view. There was one thing that I had to click 15 buttons to get to that were it was like three buttons from up front. And that annoyed me for several reasons. First of all, it's highly inefficient. Second of all, it makes training a nightmare, right? And so I actually, I tried to get that fixed and I, I wrote them and they said, oh, well, you only have five suggestions you can make a year. What? Yeah, five suggestions a year. And then they told me that then the community would vote and upvote or downvote my suggestions. And that that's, you know, those five things are what they were going to work on that year. Like, you got to be freaking kidding me. And so I don't know if you ever actually went through the process of trying to get them to fix anything, but I mean, they turn slower than an aircraft carrier. They really yeah. do. Yeah, they really do. And 
one of the things that's been great about CareStack is that, I mean, they'll straight up tell you within within a day or two, you'll get an email saying your suggestion, uh, your suggestion was was accepted and how fat you know whether or not it's in develop whether or not they're going to actively develop it or not. They'll just tell you. Now they won't promise a timeline, and I don't you know I don't expect them to, right. but they will say it's under active development if they do it, which is good. You know, you versus we got you know crickets the other way around. Uh, you know, and we can deal with we can deal with inefficient UI, but we can't deal with our our outright bugs that crash the software. Right. Um, you know, and that's the one thing I don't miss is EagleSoft's infamous uh, tail spiral of death if you lose network connectivity. Mm-mm-mm. What would so it do? It would just it would it would actually an error box would pop up and you just perpetually hit OK and another one would pop up and another one. So if you lose your IP, your it, basically what happened is the I think as I understand it, the scheduler requires a um, network check every few seconds to keep updated. Okay, so it was, fair it was waiting for an ACK message to come through for something acknowledgement like of the data packet it sent. Something like that. So yeah, it was trying to it phones home every five seconds or so, mm-hmm. and if it phones home and nobody's there, what it should do is just call again. But what it does instead is it goes into an infinite crash window. You, the only way out of it, I actually had to write, or somebody on the internet wrote something called Kill EagleSoft. <laughs> they wrote a program called Kill EagleSoft. And what it would do is go in on a low level and actually kill the processes. That was the only way to kill it. And this is something I told them about over a decade ago. And it's a solvable problem, but they don't want to solve it. It's right. not... It, Maybe they can, maybe they don't know how, I don't know, but it just wasn't a priority to them. And it's weird. And, you know, that's one thing I will say about CareStack. Do they have all their stuff together? Mostly. I mean, but there's still, there's some issues, but here's the thing. I get the, I get the impression and the history actually that I'm being listened to. And I think that's important because uh, you are going to see some software that's less mature than CareStack. You're going to see some that is more mature than CareStack. Um, but they are working very hard to continually make it better. And every month I get this email of email of new features. I actually am having a hard time keeping up with all the features they're bringing in. Um, some of them are, some of them are, you know, kind of cool. I, why didn't I think of that? Some of them, I'll be honest, are why didn't you think of that sooner? Right. But um, all in all, I mean, I, I'm very happy with the rate of improvement. It's kind of a nice balance, right? Because you want it to be, uh, you want to have, you want them to be continuously improving. Uh, you don't want it to be so disorienting that your staff start getting confused. I think they're striking a good balance there between fixing issues and improvement and keeping the user's a relatively anchored and that is a tough balance you and not be too buggy That's you also a- have you also have CareStack university online are they updating that pretty consistently so that you can have team train on the new features there are they it having like a-, a feature pop-up that says hey new this month that newsletter be- they don't have pop-ups they have newsletters and they have the new thing they're doing right now is splash screen ads and it's not really an ads the wrong word that's bad that's pejorative a splash screen announcement. Okay, we have a seminar this month. We have a webinar this month. 
And it's very unobtrusive. You know, you don't have to click through it to get away from it. Your login box aside. So yeah, they have a splash screen announcements uh, that they use and a newsletter on email. So now the big, ugly 800 pound gorilla in the room, and you mentioned connectivity issues. Let's talk about being 100% cloud. Well, you're really not 100% cloud, are you? Because you have a CBCT? So we, I would say we are about 90, 95% cloud. You're right. The CBCT, um, in order to confuse my staff maximally, I have a care stream CBCT and a care stack software. And they're totally different. They do totally did, different did things. Did you see all the hubaboo uh, um, care stream went out of business, mm -hmm. medical, not dental. Yes, they, they, they've, they sold operations to, I forget who, no. They in turn were spun off from Kodak. Mm -hmm. I forget who who's the, who's I don't know. Anyway, we're getting off on a tangent. The, the, the whole point was that everyone was like, oh, I told you that care stack thing wasn't going to work. Oh, no. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's care stream. It's not care stack. So I, yeah, I there's, there's too much, there's too much caring in dentistry. We need to stop that. Right. We need to stop caring completely. Yes. So talk to us about the cloud. I mean, that, that's a big concern for a lot of people is, you know, it, am I going to lose everything I've got? Am I going to be able to work? You know, what happens yeah. when the internet goes down? Talk to us about the realities of those things. I think that's a very good question. So the answer, the, the backbone of CareStack is a Microsoft service called Azure. Now, a lot of you guys don't know about this, but Microsoft and Amazon, you think of Microsoft as a company that makes Windows and Office, but their largest growing and most profitable division is Azure. Just like Amazon, their largest growing and most profitable division is Amazon Web Services. Both these companies uh, basically sublease their extra server space. And actually, it's become such a business now that the server space, um, this is what they do. They, they rent out uh, servers to companies to use to run their businesses on which the cloud. Would be, which would be PaaS rather than SaaS. Because yes. it's a plat platform as a, as a service. Yes. Or, or as a subscription. So CareStack runs on top of Azure servers. Now, the reason that's important is uh, redundancy. So right now, when I run EagleSoft, I have exactly one server. And if you're, if you were, you know, if you have, you know, signed up with one of the more premier dental uh, IT services. Dark Horse Tech. <laughs> yes. And that is a non-sponsored, non-sponsored uh, commercial there. Dark Horse Tech is the best. So you, you were about to talk about virtualization and yes. you know, piggybacking. So, so if you, if you are, if you are hot stuff, you know, I have just one virtual server for EagleSoft. If you're hot stuff, you may have two virtual servers or physical servers. You may have as many as two. I've never seen a dental office with more than yeah. two. I'm always surprised when I see someone who has a backup, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah. Most, most of us don't. The vast majority of people have a single physical server running their dental software. And so people say, oh my gosh, what's going to happen here in the cloud? It's so, you know, what happens if something happens? Have you ever thought about you have just one PC versus, you know, Microsoft who has thousands of them. And so you actually have more redundancy there. You do have, now I will grant you that you require internet access. So that was one failover point that I had to actually uh, enforce was the internet connection. So 
um, we did have the internet go out a couple times in our office. And so what we had to do there is I actually picked up a modem. Uh, you can buy, I have a ubiquity internet mm -hmm. system uh, where, and so you can pick up a little modem and a, I actually have like a little burner SIM card I bought from T-Mobile. It cost me 10 bucks a month. So yep. that, that little burner, that little burner SIM card goes inside that modem and that modem plugs into my ubiquity. The ubiquity is smart enough to know that when it sees this kind of modem and the internet goes out, it switches over to the modem and I am back in business. That's something that cost me 10 bucks a month. Anybody should do that regardless of whether you're on SaaS or not, to be honest. So is it a, is it a truly bonded system or is it actually just a, um, just a, a backup? It's just a backup. You, you're, Honestly, the it's like 4G level data speed. Um, you're it's not going to be going anywhere fast, but you'll still be going. No, it's it's a compact spare tire. <laughs> That's it. That's it's exactly the, what I was going to say. It's like it's driving a 13-inch donut. You know, um, I actually don't have one of those in my current car. Uh, but yeah, that's what it is. Gotta, yeah. So anyhow, um, so you, you internet, internet failover, that's something you should get regardless of whether you'd be surprised, even an office with on-premises software, how much you lose when you lose internet connectivity. Mm -hmm. So um, you are a little bit more exposed in that sense, but I'll be honest, we've had in a year, I'd say we've had maybe two or three slowdowns, uh, but nothing fatal. I still recommend whether you're on cloud or on premises, that you print your schedule the, the, the night before. Hey guys, this is Doc Huffpower, founder of the Business of Dentistry and host of the Dear Doc podcast. Today, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about one of our sponsors. 4G Dental Labs has been a sponsor of the Business of Dentistry for over two years now. They're a family owned business located here in Houston, Texas. They're fast, they're reliable, but best of all, they provide affordable quality. They're just plain, honest, good people. For our TVOD members, for your first 20 crowns, every fifth one will be free. Contact 4G Dental Labs at 833-682-8901. Again, that's 833-682-8901. Or you can mail or even just stop by. Jeff Guidi, the owner, would be glad to see you. Absolutely. Because that will save your butt regardless. Um, we're in a very technological age and stuff does go down, but I'll tell you, as far as the system goes, it's been fairly reliable. I did ask in advance uh, amongst my friends some questions uh, they'd have for this pod. One of them was, what about speed and images? Well, um, I actually decided to uh, jump a little further in the pool. So CareStack has... Um, practice management. They have reminders, they have reviews and all that stuff. But I decided to, um, they don't have imaging. Mm -hmm. And so I my images- I Tiger or something or other for, for some virtual imaging, but I've never had anyone who actually used it that I talked to. So CareStack has, a, has an offering called CareStack Imaging. Mm -hmm. CareStack Imaging, actually, to be fair, every single cloud software that I know of right now has imaging as a separate product. So Dendrix Ascend as a separate imaging, Planet DDS Curve, they all use separate imaging for a couple different reasons. Uh, one, it's very hard to do imaging. It's a complete, it requires completely different skill set and needs. Uh, two, a lot of dentists 
want to keep imaging on premises uh, for speed reasons, for peace of mind, uh, for imp for device compatibility, whatever it is, a lot of dentists don't want their images on the cloud just yet. And so CareSec will let you work with any imaging program. And so will most of their competitors too. Um, I started with CareStack Imaging, which is a relabeled Tiger View. So just like your, you know, Equate brand Listerine is Listerine made private label. So, so um, this is new to me because I didn't know that you actually went with Tiger View. So that's, that's cool. What, what are your experiences with it? Um, the short answer is didn't like it. Okay. I'll just be honest. And, and here's the thing. That's why I'm interviewing you because I, yeah, I knew you were going to be. The honest, the honest answer is we hated it uh, for a thousand different reasons. The interface was bad. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily work all the time. It was slow. Um, it was cloud-based, but um, oh my gosh, the migration took like two full months for them to migrate my images over. Why? We don't know. Uh, we still don't know to this day. It took forever to migrate. It was slow. The interface was bad. There was no mobile device support. Um, lots. I could go on and on. I just and I, that's a big I deal because one of the big things about having cloud is that you can run it on a mobile device. You know, whenever you get a yeah. call at two o'clock in the morning because a patient's in pain, mm -hmm. and uh, you you can just look at the record and prescribe something. Yeah, that is definitely that is definitely a, a huge advantage. I'll tell you. Um, I know a lot of people, when they want to look at records at home, they just, oh, just remote in, it's fine. And that's true. Remoting in works when you have a PC. Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you, it's so much better being able to log in directly to a browser for your software than using remote access. Remote so access less slow. is laggy, it's pixelated. Yeah. Um, and we kind of, we, we don't think much about it when we have no choice. But when you do it the better way, you realize, oh my gosh, you know, like I fought electric hand pieces for a long time and I'm fine with my air driven. It's great. Right. You know, total, total game changer. It really is. And then I got, and then I got the electric hand pieces. And I'm like, oh, my margins are so much better. Did, did you have a, on, on electric hand pieces, just to give mm -hmm. another, another tangent here. Did you find you had to reteach yourself how to prep? Because with an air hand piece, I feathered with an electric hand piece, I milled. You know, there is a difference for sure. Um, yeah, so I still, um, maybe I don't know what you mean by feathering and milling. So, so whenever whenever I would prep, I'd mm -hmm. brush, like paint yes. my margin on. And yes. with, with the electric, I found I could just put it there and pull it to where I wanted it, and it would uh -huh. just cut like butter. Straight and so my through. margins were cleaner because of that, because it was mm -hmm. just more like milling. You you tell the machine where to go and it cuts rather than painting, you know? So I still do a little bit of both mm -hmm. um, depending on what burr I'm using. If I'm overloading the, I can tell with my hands and eyes, right. if I'm overpowering the burr or clogging it, I have to take, I have to ease off a little bit to allow time. So for those times I'll come on and off. But for you're right. You can if you have if you have a spiral cutting burr that mm -hmm. has a channel. Yeah, you can plow for yeah, sure. It's it's so nice. I call it plowing. I don't call it milling. Well, I just it's just and, the way I thought of it is you know it's just the difference in the hand movements. More one is mm -hmm. much more angular. One one is more circular. Yeah, you know? but you know, Chris, each their own. 
I'm honestly surprised that I'm the one having to keep you on topic more. Huh? Me? No. Isn't it usually the opposite? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't ever find that you jump around on topic too much. Oh, right. <laughs> right. But, but that's that's what this is about. It's about a mm-hmm. conversation, and it 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 is about CareStack, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's about your personal experience with it. So yeah. I will get back on topic, Vu. Yeah, yeah. So Tiger View, um, and we never call it Care Stack Imaging because really, um, it's Tiger View. When you turn it on, it says Tiger View. It's mm-hmm. we never liked it. And to their credit, um, they were totally gracious about it. They got it. They got everything moved, and they helped us. Actually, I got a call from uh, the VP. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention his name or not, but mm-hmm. um, got a call from the VP and he said, hey, if this doesn't work, let's try this. There's this company here. Um, they're local to you uh, that has something and it was soda imaging. And um, we've had a really great relationship, actually. Um, so they've, yeah, so they not only helped me, uh, made the made the introduction for me, um, Soda has been a really good product um, for cloud imaging. Now they are working through CareStack with me, as in, you know, I turn on CareStack, I open imaging. It is bridged. Actually, all imaging solutions are bridged in a in a way. Um, so uh, that's one thing I will say. EagleSoft did more transparent or did more smoothly was the jump between imaging and the main software. EagleSoft makes it almost invisible, um, the jump, even though they are separate software. Uh, CareStack, this is one thing, uh, if you read the CareStack forums, I've been harping them with them about, is about that about handling that handshake. But once you make that handshake, Soda Cloud is a really great cloud software. Is it as fast as on-premises? No, it's a little bit slower. I'll be I'll be honest. It is. We um, there. You have to wait an extra second or two for your images. If that's a if that's a deal breaker for you, then keep on-premises. You can use CareStack with your on-premises software. They bridge with Dexis, with EagleSoft, with um, is it Apteryx? Yeah, they bridge with all the big ones. So you can keep your on-premises software and just use the cloud for your practice management if you want. Um, I love Soda Cloud Imaging. I love what they're up to. Um, they are developing, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, forgive me if I'm not, Dustin. Um, they're developing an, I, an iPhone client. It's freaking amazing. I actually bought an iPad once I saw what they were up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are, they are developing that. So right now my staff can actually take pictures on the iPhone uh, using using my using my uh, photodontist lights. You'd think if I was a smart product person, I'd have it right ready for I, I was going to say, where is where is it? You know, I need a diffuser here. I need. God dang it. It was. Yeah, I don't have one here. I'll have to see. We'll, we'll, we'll have you. We'll have you get up and go and grab one in a couple of minutes here. Maybe you can, maybe uh, you can like yeah. summon so, one of the team. Anyway. Over. Anyway, so you can, we can, my staff can take the patient record, the patient photos on their iPhone. They can log into Soda Cloud and upload them straight from the iPhone into their cloud record. That's amazing. So that's great. Um, I will say one thing that we are working, or I have been, I won't say we, one thing I've been pressing CareStack on is mobile support. Uh, Right now, 
the mobile experience on CareStack does need help. It is, it is definitely, they don't have, they basically do not have any direct mobile support right now. What you get is something, whatever the iPhone can render, but you're getting the desktop site still. So Soda Cloud, uh, Soda to their Soda Imaging to their credit has a pretty good mobile interface now. Their their site, their imaging software, is fully usable. I should disclose I have a um, KOL relationship with them, uh, so I'll just get that out of the way. But Soda Cloud has a full uh, mobile imaging support, so you can you can run the software on the iPad and the iPhone. And you can view all the images great. And they're actually working on now on taking the images within their software. So that's an amazing partner to have alongside with CareStack, who Absolutely. will you know let you partner with everybody, anybody, anyway. So that's really great. So let's let's talk a little bit about the um, the bottom line here, financials. Um, what what did you find? I, I know that some people they they begin using CareStack and they say, oh, it's too expensive, uh-huh. and I think those are the people probably who should have switched to begin with because they weren't using a whole lot of third party, which was always my thing is if you're starting mm-hmm. up in a startup practice, this is a great fit for you because most of the bugs and the problems are changing over from one software to another. Mm-hmm. And most of the stuff that you're going to want, you can always add on later and have it, you know, in situ, you can have it within that, within that same platform, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. What are the economics looked like for you? So as far as the economics go, uh, Soda Imaging, if you were to subscribe, is uh, 130 a month. You know, I'm, I'm plugging in, so I should probably disclose that they are waiving my membership fee. Um, the uh, CareStack is $600 per month. If you were to subscribe to their CareStack Imaging, I, that's your choice. Um, that would be 130 a month. Uh, Soda Cloud, I think, is a no. Actually, I think Soda Cloud is actually a little bit more than that. I think they're one hundred and fifty or one hundred and ninety-nine per month for their imaging. Uh, they have two D imaging right now. They do not have three D yet. Um, the that six hundred dollars from CareStack though includes a reminder service. It includes a very nice texting service. I haven't talked about that this whole hour. But that's one of my favorite things about it is the ability to text your patients so seamlessly. Um, there's well, two get, or three get payments parts. too, if I'm not mistaken. Payments are not integrated directly. Uh, okay. Payments are one of those things you do have to bolt on. They have a couple different partners. Uh, their official one, Blue Pay, is one that I'm using right now, and it's been mm-hmm. great. It's um, they give you a USB slider, or you can uh, punch in the credit card directly into the software, or they have a text to pay, which is killer. Right, so which can, that's that's what I was talking about with the text to pay. Yeah. Um, if you trust your patients, use. I tell my staff, you know, use your discretion right. on that. Of course, you you want to be careful. Not everybody in your patient pool is someone you can trust to uh, pay later. Right. Hey, when you get home. Tell them the text before the appointment. You can do that too. Yeah, yes. you totally could do that. That's, that's a great that's, idea, actually. We, we, we were always pay up front, but we were fee for service. So a little bit of a different beast. Um, yeah. So you love the text service. Mm-hmm. Um, reminders come about, with it. Okay. So reminders come with it. So you can subtract whatever cost that costed you. Um, the 
reviews come with it. Um, I'll be honest, I did not um, use that service. Um, it might be very good. We never tried it. Uh, we decided to go with Swell. And that transition actually took about signing up, hooking up Swell actually took about three months to get going. Mm -hmm. And it was just a combination of all sorts of mishaps. But to CareStack's credit, as soon as I got them back involved again, I just signed up with Swell and let try to, you know, pester Swell. Uh, but as soon as CareStack got involved, uh, they actually custom engineered uh, different solutions to get Swell to integrate. And the reason why... That's, just, that's, that's unheard of, man. That's just... It isn't. Do you think EagleSoft would ever do this for me? No. No. So that's, that's one thing I, I will say about them is that the CareStack team, they really do go the extra mile for you. So... Uh, we went ahead and um, we're using Swell now. And the reason why I went with Swell instead of CareStack's own built-in is Swell is one of three companies uh, that have a direct Google integration. And so they will hop you in directly. You can directly enter your five stars in review and hit OK and it posts into Google reviews. That's crucial. Every other service, including CareStacks at the moment, you will be dumped off in the Google Maps page and you will have to scroll two and a half screens to find where that five-star place is. It's not easy. So, uh, well, it well sounds like, is, sounds like that'll be coming up in the, uh, the CareStack forums sometime soon. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm sure they'll be watching this and going and, and taking notes and I hope they, I hope they, uh, um, you know, and honestly, um, honestly, my contact at CareStack was totally gracious about it. I said, yeah, we get it. We're going to help you, you know, you know, we're going to help you with that. And so that, that had to be, that was an add on. It's, it's a, it's great that they work with you on this. They didn't have to, they could have just said, Hey, you have a service. You don't need one and just leave you at that. So, uh, we work with them on that. We did, um, one of the things that happened early in my transition is I lost my billing person and insurance person. She left. Um, she, I, have, I have my opinions on the, um, on the benefits of that myself, but I'll, I'll keep those to myself. Today. Sure. Sure. So that person who actually, you know, is actually now, uh, I, I still have some, I, I still have, I've seen her pop up on social media feeds. She's happily employed at a job that I think she should have been in all along. And so it worked out for her really well. And it worked out Excellent. for both of us really well. And I told her that would be the case. I said, you know, I said five years from now, we're both going to be very much better off. And it was true. It actually only took one year. It took less than one year. So anyway, back to, back to billing. One of the things that we did was we switched to CareStack RCM. And for those people who don't know that acronym, RCM is Revenue Cycle Management. Uh, you have an RCM sponsor, I'm sure. Uh, CareStack right now has their own in-house service. I'm not aware if they have any third parties that work with them yet. Mm -hmm. um, I will point out that is a one potential downside with CareStack right now is that if you if you want to if you love their offerings as stock, great. If you 
if you want to add a new muffler or new rims uh, to that car, there aren't as many compatible vendors. So that's something you're gonna have to do your due diligence on. If you, I personally think the reminders are working great. I did not test the review service personally. Um, I think their automated statements um, we're going to, we're going to try that out soon too. Uh, but RCM has been great in terms of they replaced our billing person, uh, about 80%. That's fantastic. So that is a manpower saver. It does cost extra. That's a separate, that's a separate decision. Every company Dennis has to make. I would encourage everybody though, regardless of what practice management software you're on, if you are short on manpower right now, and who isn't, if you have a hard time hiring and who doesn't, that you should look into source into services like that, that will do some of these tasks for you. Uh, I know it's not, people say, oh, it just takes a minute to log into insurance and get the benefits. Well, <laughs> maybe it does. Maybe it takes, but maybe that website, you know, maybe you forget the password or maybe you have to end up calling on the phone because they don't tell you the night guard benefit, you know, we can tell CareSec RCM, we want them specifically to check on night guards, crown benefits, the posterior composite uh, mm -hmm. alternative benefit, whether it's there or not. So we have a specific list that they have customized for us that we can have every policy checked for. Is it 100% accurate? No, we have occasional issues, you know, um, but they go through and every month we have a conference call where they'll say, hey, this is what went right. And these are things that you know, we've tried to help. And these are things where we need you to help. And so that's been very beneficial for our practice. I feel that that saves me uh, most of one staff person in terms of, in terms of, in terms of uh, work. How did your percent collections respond to this outsourcing? It's about the same, I'd say. No, no, no huge change there. Um, Right now we are going through, you know, right now we have a lot of AR to catch up on though. There's a lot of, um, part of the, part of the, you know, I want to be very measured in what I say here, but, um, part of the front desk transitioning, the front desk personnel, um, during that transition time, and maybe perhaps a little bit before then. Uh, because of the difficulty of that former person transitioning to CareStack, a lot of our AR uh, fell behind. Mm -hmm. And so that's something we've been kind of continually working on. The practice right now is in a, you know, right now we're kind of in a, a rev up mode. We've been trying to, a lot of our systems, you know, when you have 100% turnover, all the systems, you kind of learn when that happens. Uh, between transitioning my practice management software and transitioning my staff, I learned a lot of things didn't work as well as they should. Yes, and so that's been that's been a that's been a test for us is um, is keeping up with all those bits of practice that you know, frankly, I never paid much attention to to my detriment. If I'm honest, well, <clears throat> final words. We've been sitting here for about an hour and a half now. So those of you who hung on, if you have any questions, go ahead and drop them below. Vu is a member of the group and I'm sure he'll respond to you if we don't get to them here. Um, but 
tell us your, your final takeaways, you know, are you glad you did this? I mean, on some level you have to be not just because of the things you had to overcome, but in final wash, what are your thoughts? So in my final thoughts, I'd say, you know, this was easy for me. We had a, a week ago, we, a week or two ago, I had to go back into EagleSoft for something. And so I had to fire up that old server. You know, I had to get that server back turned on again. I had to open up the EagleSoft client and I opened it up and boy, oh boy, you should have seen the pucker face I had on me. It was so bad. Um, just going back and sometimes you think, no, regardless of what you think, what you need to do is look back at your past and decide, am I better off than I was before? And I think for the, I think hugely, hugely. So, um, the, the way we do notes is better. The way we schedule is better. Um, we haven't even scratched the surface yet in terms of all the capability of care stack. And so, um, I feel I'm better supported. I feel I'm better listened to, uh, I would not go back. No, I'm very, I'm very happy, uh, that we did switch. So who do you think CareStack is the best fit for? If you, if, you, if you had to look out across TBOD and, or any of the audience of the podcast as well, and you had to pick someone and say, hey, look, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. Who, do you, who would you make the recommendation to? Now, we talked earlier on in the, in the, uh, in the, in the uh, podcast, pod broad, we talked earlier in our session about the difficulty transitioning. It's a long process. It's hard. It is a crucible. It will tell you who, who is, who is a, who is a problem solver and who is good for change and who is it. Um, so reiterating that again, you need yourself personally, you have to be someone who is open to change and you have to be someone who is open to going through difficulty and you know, a little bit of difficult, well, sometimes a lot of difficulty in moments. And you can have a team that understands that, that follows your vision, the practice, and is behind you 100%. That's hugely important. You, the best offices for it, besides the personnel, yes, a startup would be the best case scenario for a cloud system, because they don't have the investment yet per se in a big expensive server that they will have to set aside. And the growing pains aren't going to yeah, be there. And the growing okay. pains of that. The, they, don't have, uh, they don't have the procedural inertia. You know, I know how to click my appointments with my eyes closed. Well, right. you have to relearn how to, you know, you're going from, you know, a car to a bicycle or vice versa. The control system is totally different. In CareSec, yeah, there's analogous things. You still have an appointment book. You still have a chart, uh, but it's everything is in a different place. Some things are faster, some things are slower, but they're all different. Uh, that's one thing that CareStack philosophically decided they would go clean slate, and so they tried to like. make things. Yeah, and there's there's some real big pros to that. There's really big cons to that. One of which is if you have staff that want things a certain way, it may not be. And there are things you can customize, but the overall architecture, the bones of it aren't changeable. Mm -hmm. So I like it. I think it's organized in a, in a very streamlined, efficient way. I, I love 
the we haven't talked about this. I love the way the billing ledger goes. You know, I can click on a crown and then the crown is highlighted and every single um, AR line item that is related to that crown is highlighted. The claims highlighted. One of my favorite features. And I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I yeah. didn't remember that. I mean, it'll tell you as you're treatment planning this crown, if the missing tooth clause is going to affect them getting a bridge or something. And that's yeah. just, why hasn't anyone else done this? <laughs> you know, uh, that yeah. was, that was amazing to me whenever I first saw it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on today and uh, giving us the benefit of your, of your, your struggles and trials and tribulations and victories. Mm -hmm. And um, I, as always, uh, I appreciate what you do for the dental community. And if you haven't picked up your, uh, your 3d printer yet, you guys should go ahead and talk to Vu here. And if you're not using photography in your practice consistently, and those of you who tell me anything about any of the photos I take and you like them or whatever, Vu is actually the person who got me on the train to begin with taking photos clinically. And, um, ultimately is the reason that I, I do all the photography mm -hmm. I do personally. And I, it's, it's been such a, mm -hmm. it's been such a, a wealth of enjoyment for me that I, I'm always truly appreciative of that. So, well, folks, thanks for joining us. Vu, thank you for joining us. And thanks, Chris. We'll see you all on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the Dear Doc podcast, your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dear Doc podcast on all major platforms.